Better to have a short life that is full of what you like doing than a long life spent in a miserable way. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Footwork. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sean. And each week we're bringing stories and tips from around the globe as we dive into our journey abroad. Outlining what it takes to follow our dream and hopefully yours, even if it's not soccer. So, Sean, V. Gates, k what's up, bro? We're, uh, it's all good. Just wondering about your connotation of how you're reading that. But Sean yeah, made man. me redo the intro because I wasn't peppy enough. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Made him chug an espresso a... before he read it again. No, I need a few more uh, drinks of coffee. Yeah, you do got a cool coffee mug. Big things coming soon for everyone out there. Big oh, that things. wasn't that wasn't a hint. Big things. Big, big <laughs> things. And we're serious. We've yeah, they're coming together. I would be comfortable saying in the next few weeks they will definitely be out by November. I told someone November first for something, and I I didn't clarify because everything's top secret. Zero oh, dark ultra 30, top strong, secret. I said ultra top Any, secret anytime so in germany just quickly like you can't really put stuff on the side of the road you know like i don't know how, how it is in long island but in oh, the black <laughs> yeah in in my in my town you could kind of just like put a couch on the side of the road and either someone will take it or yeah. they'll pick it up you know like yeah. the town you can't do that here so you either have to put it on ebay Kleinenzeig, which is like a craigslist and you know do that or you have to bring it to the dump yourself which i mean if if it's big you you know your car might not fit or you might not have a car i don't have a car so (laughs) sean just we always make jokes that we're gonna zero dark 30 some things and just go out 3 a.m pitch black dark at night and just stash an old couch that old that old couch bed that you had me sleeping on with the nail in it yeah but to be fair to be fair i did bring that to the dump Okay, fair enough. All right, so I he's mean, a good citizen, did, everyone. We did we did think about doing that. Model German citizen. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we were also in, like, a very upscale neighborhood at the time. <laughs> Some dirty orange yeah. couch would really... It's hilarious. ...been a sore we're thumb. Just, yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so there you go. It is top secret, but it's going to be revealed. I would say November 1st is a comfortable... I'm excited, man. I'm trying not to yeah. hype it up. Yeah because we've said things before in the past but i'm very excited yeah but this is this is more legit yeah absolutely the, the process has already begun yeah. um but yeah what are we talking about today well first off uh dylan versus sean sean versus dylan part two is this Actually, weekend yeah so that is that's this weekend. phoenix lubeck against uh Antoc Notre state yeah um, in, we're playing at sean's yeah at lubeck so saturday Two yeah. o'clock game, stage is set. Big game. We're very close. Two o'clock on or points. one o'clock? I can't remember. I'll look, check after either this. way. Yeah. And we'll um, give you an update. I don't think there's any stream though, right? No, unfortunately not. It's you at guys one be o'clock. Slacking. But there is you no guys be stream. slacking on this. Oh, they be slacking. Is right. It's all good. Um, so, but sometimes there's some highlights from your games. Yeah, yeah, there could so be highlights. I mean, if we get highlights, I'll have the game video afterwards. It. Um, we'll, we'll put up Dylan, the live ticker Dylan, too. Dylan is on fire. Scored again. Uh, scored two goals this weekend. Yeah, two um, goals. against uh, my former club mm-hmm. and a club that said to no to him on trial after he was mm-hmm. there for a long time, about a month. Um, so that I'm sure that felt great. Um, yeah, and that I mean, how many goals do you have this season now? Now I have four goals. So. Yeah, I've picked it up in the last few games, too. So just trying to extend that. The unfortunate part is that every time that I've scored this season, we've either drawn or lost. So right. we got to turn that around. And I've only scored away, which is very interesting. I've had assists at home, but I've really? only scored away. Yeah, okay. at Flensburg, at Holstein Kiel. Right, 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 at right, right. So right. I think good goals, though, which is um, important yeah. for me. You know, like they're not. I, you know, I got I had some scrappy goals last year or goal. Oh, we should have pulled up, should pull up that. S. Should pull up your goal. Keep talking. Okay. So, yeah, it's just, I think it's important for me to be getting in those positions and um, 
yeah, a couple good finishes. I'm proud of them. And just hopefully mm-hmm. we can get some more wins. And yeah, I mean. Yes, here it is. What a golasso. I think one of your best goals professionally. Pick it out, keeper. Snipe. Snipe. One more time. One more time. One more time. One more time. <laughs> no, that's, that's good enough. That was good. I mean, yes, nice clean hit. Two goals in the two goals in the first half. So could have had a third too. That's, I mean, almost the exact situation. Yeah, but it kind of felt, your head it felt was... to me in the air. Oh, there was two actually. Yeah. yeah. Second half, top of the box. I know that's what you were thinking. <laughs> Either way. But yeah. Either way. Hopefully, was, uh... I score against. Hopefully, I score against Sean's team. Yeah. Hopefully not. But. Um... <laughs> If your team did score, it'd be okay if you scored. <laughs> That's thank you, bro. Appreciate that. Yeah, so there you go. Saturday, one o'clock, the second footwork derby. Excited for it. Um, mm-hmm. but that leads us right into kind of what we want to talk about today, um, which was inspired by a few conversations we've had recently with people um mm-hmm. that are doing the same thing we are or looking to make the jump. Um, and I think it was prevalent that we were totally honest with them on how everything is mm-hmm. to know what they're walking into. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did cover this on the dirty side, which was one of the first episodes we put out as a podcast. I mean, it, I feel like it was three or four or five Ages ago. One, yeah. Three or four, one of the earliest episodes. So it's kind uh, of a funny. One, I would right? imagine any new listeners, maybe you haven't heard that yet. So I wanted to kind of do an updated version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an honest ass episode. Yeah, it's just really an is. honest ass episode, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at and at the moment, so I I started every preseason game, played every minute of every game, um, played the first five games of the season, uh, and then um, yeah, just kind of fell out of favor with the coach. They signed uh, two new center backs actually, and now I'm fighting for a starting position so uh, will i play against dylan this weekend i don't know uh every day in training i'm proving it and uh showing them that i deserve to play and should play and the team needs it um but the reality is that you know you're not always going to be in favor and you might find yourself on the bench mm-hmm. um you know i like to think of it because this is really the first time the first team i came here was a similar situation mm-hmm but it's a little different in that case. Um, but this time, you know, it's the first time where I'm really, I feel like I should be playing, but I'm not. Um, but, you know, if you think of the biggest teams in the, in the world, so Chelsea is my favorite team. Andreas Christensen, Bola. Mm-hmm. But Lampard was the coach there. He was not a I sniff. Mean, out of favor in, the, in, in terms of, like, this guy needs to leave the club out of yep. favor. Yep. Um, then Tuchel comes in, and now, I mean, sure, Aspilicueta and Rudiger are also first names on the team sheet, but so is he. And but that, I mean, that brings it just another point so with that. quickly. Yeah, another point with that is is Rudiger and Aspilicueta were both really not, especially Rudiger. Rudiger was Rudiger out. Rudiger is exactly. looked at as a top five center back. Like, right. I mean, I maybe I, he, we need a little bit more performance and time and stuff to put him mm-hmm. in that category, but a lot of people are putting him in the top five in the world. It's been right. looked at by Real Madrid and and stuff like this. Like, right. This is the thing: is just these things happen, and mm-hmm. you know, talking to Sean, I think he's got a super positive mindset about it. It's just like, all right, here we go again. I just gotta handle mine and you know, do what I can, show myself, right. and everything else is, you know, not in his hands. So he's just gotta control what he can control. Exactly. And I mean, the most important thing is to be ready for uh, the opportunity when it comes, because I mean, to start making excuses and stuff is not going to help your situation in the first place. But as soon as you start doing that, and then you're given a shot, and you're not ready, and you perform poorly, then everything everyone was saying, or the coaches were thinking is now correct. And I mean, throughout this episode, this is this is an important thing to have is that like, it's always about the process and you just keep getting better as a player. 
Um, yes, it's very important to play in games, but you can also get better in training mm -hmm. every day. Um, and to just continue to focus on that, even if you're not playing on the weekend, you don't even get in the 18 man roster and so on and so forth. It's important to have the right mindset or else this will just eat away at you. Yeah. And the things that we're going to talk about in this episode that we've experienced thus far are these things that would force a player to, to stop. And I know players that did stop mm -hmm. going yeah, back same. all the way to Mongolia, you know, mm -hmm. two of the players that came with me there, they left after three weeks and be only because mm -hmm. of the mindset. We were in the mm -hmm. exact same situation, the exact same money, the exact same contract, same mm -hmm. apartment. Everything was the same, same team. And they left and were complaining from the get-go because of the mindset. And I don't, yeah. I don't know why they went in that way, but for whatever reason they did. And they left, left yeah. in the middle of the night. Yeah. Two things. One, just going back to your point about being ready. I mean, we can just touch on it quickly that you had a, a city derby, Lubeck, against VfB, who was in the third league last year. 6,000 fans, and you have to come in on the 73rd minute, yeah. something like this. Yeah. And screaming. I mean, we posted about it, so you guys could see this energy. 6,000 fans in Germany, throwing cups, waving flags. I mean, it's, it's the shit, like that we dream it's about stuff we dream for. about it's like yeah. this is what it was and yeah sean had to come off because of injury and be ready in a game where or come on you know come on because of injury yeah exactly come on because of injury mm -hmm. and he has to be ready and away fans behind or home fans behind him sean is the away team home fans behind him and um i think you mentioned this the other day is about like anfield how they suck the goal in. right Right. And it was feeling like that, maybe a little bit. It kind of looked like that. They had a a, mm -hmm. a bit of more of the uh, the attack in the last bit, and mm -hmm. you guys were, you know, really trying to get that point or play on the counter and stay compact, stay, you know, sharp. Just they were there, mm -hmm. and so yeah. yeah, if Sean wasn't ready, if he didn't have that mental mindset that okay, I'm needed whenever I come on, like, you know, it could have had a poor performance could have cost the team could have you know done right. a list of things exactly exactly he didn't he came on was strong you know i couldn't hear him because it was loud as hell from the stream but i'm sure he was yelling and i'm sure he was i mean you guys just held them off and you did your job so yeah, yeah. that's right there in truth i mean exactly perfect example of that is mm. you know the biggest crowd i've ever played in front of and you're thrown in with 20 minutes to go when they have a phase where they're kind of all over us. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. peppering the net up until yeah. that point. Yeah. And I say, okay, center backs hurt, get on there. And you can either crumble and lose, lose the first city derby in the same league in 33 mm -hmm. years mm -hmm. or perform up to the level. And right away, you need to get right into the speed of the game. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I think I did, I think I did that. So, yeah, there's, I mean, there's one example, and then, you know, will that lead to an opportunity this weekend against you? Maybe, maybe not. And regardless of so. what happens in training, I'll continue to show that, that I should be in the field. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hope so. And, uh, I mean, one thing that our, our guy Joe Funicello would always say is that, like, you have to do these things for the right reasons. And I couldn't agree more. And I think that comes into it on – I mean, why guys that you've had the same opportunity for, same contract, same living things, um, come out of a situation like that and it really truly damages them. Because a lot of people do it more because there's this title around professional football or professional soccer player that's super fun. And it's just nice to say, and it's nice for people to know that. I mean, we live in that kind of age where, I mean, we show off and we, you know, whether you're proud or just whatever the, you know, the internal reason is, is just, you know, we live in that kind of day and age in social media. And I was super guilty of it too. I mean, I remember that Australia contract. I hadn't, I had a little contract. It wasn't like, it was maybe one, two pages. Which was your first one. It was my first, first contract. Contracts. Yeah. And I mean, technically it wasn't even professional, you know, like guys were making in that league. Guys were making professional money, but it was a huge range. So some guys mm -hmm. could live off it and had apartment, but, you know, I was just telling myself, I guess, that it was professional because of all of these things. 
And this is how it was marketed it marketed to me. So I was a bit naive and, you know, first contract, you're like professional. You're like, oh, yeah. And I had like, you know, my brother or something, take a picture of me at the dining room table, signing a contract. Mm-hmm. It's like all this shit, you know, it's just it's like there was a whole thing around it. And I don't blame myself for that, but I'm also kind of happy that I've gone through that and can laugh at it. And then now don't have those things anymore as much. I mean, even still, when I was in Sweden, I was posting things that made it look like everything was, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And meanwhile, I'm here in, in a small house clamped together with 10 Americans, can't get barbecue sauce and ketchup at the same time, you know, like not on a technically, not on a professional contract, you know, like they gave us food and housing and whatever. And we were just trying to get video and stats and make our way up in Europe. Like these, this is, this is the reality of it. When right. you don't have a name, when you have a name, right. you can go anywhere you want. Like right. if you've played leagues in the third Bundesliga here, oh my God, send your name around and they'll pick you up like, like that. Right. This right. is just what it was, but you're, you're coming from America to Australia, to Sweden, to Germany at each time I've had to put my name out there. So mm-hmm. The whole idea of it is I haven't earned anything yet. Like I have to build myself here because I have nothing. I have no name in this yet. I had no video. I had college video and people were telling me, yeah, it's nice, but it you know, looks slow. And I mean, Sean and I have talked about it. The reality of it is the college game was much slower than things we played since then. Especially right. now, it's just much different. Right. And yeah, it's just it's just not always glorious. And this is why this is not necessarily the dirty side, but more just the reality of it when you're grinding right. to make a name. So guys who are coming out of college, guys, you know, not even you didn't even have to go to college, but guys trying to, you know, go to Europe or go somewhere and play and make a name for themselves. You have to understand that there's so much that is not professional. But right. For you to build as a player, for you to build highlights, to build a CV and to build a name and to just really get better. Right. You have to live in these situations that where you have contracts, you have teams or coaches and, you know, everything's not so great. It's not so glorious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, and back to, back to your Australia contract. So I remember uh, Pell and I, so Vinny Pellegrino, we were the three of us were kind of trying to make this jump. And when you got the contract, you were the first one. And we were hyped for you. Like, man, he made it. Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. sick, you know? And then it turns <laughs> out, like, you're stacking bricks week two. You, gotta, you have to work at a cafe. Yeah. And, you know, who would have thought that the contract I had in Mongolia was technically professional? Didn't mm-hmm. have to work another job. Mm-hmm. But all the things that I had to go through there. Or mm-hmm. that I went through. I didn't have to go through. It was just is what it is. Yeah. You know, there's no schedule for training. They would call you at random times of the day and say, hey, mm-hmm. <laughs> get in the car. We have training. <laughs> Jump in the car. Um, like, I just know, can't imagine Stuffed that. in a Prius trying to get there. You know, two weeks. If you heard the previous podcast, two weeks in, in this middle of the summer, we had no hot water. So there was, you had to shower with cold water. Or mm-hmm. like myself, I heated up water in a bucket um unreal you know and these are just th- you just these are just things like you just had to it was just part of it um i mean you go on and on about these things just but the, it's like just, just the word mongolia gets me like i can't believe that you played in mongolia yeah like that's yeah, it's, unreal it's crazy it's crazy yeah. and i'm so happy i went there because of the experience what i learned mm-hmm. about myself mm-hmm. uh grew as a player a little bit sure because it comes down to where you have to there's much more pressure than college where you have to perform on game day because would you like, say that's the biggest thing that you learned and took as a player? I, I, I wanted to ask you that actually. Today. I mean, what, so definitely Mongolia, how did it improve you player wise? Mentally, I can totally understand yeah, from mentally, where you live into being in Mongolia. Uh-huh. But as player, do you think that it, 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 it how did it improve you? <laughs> or did it not? <laughs> Yeah, no, it did. It's just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't say like, oh, I take, I, I improved my technical ability. 
I don't think that changed much at all. I mean, mentally as a player, I mean, that's, so a, that's a thing too, though. Like positionally, just on the field, as a center back, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. played center back every game. I mean, I did play forward towards the end, but played center back <laughs> like peak, like Gerard PK in the 80th, 80th yeah. minute when they're down yeah. a goal, he comes yeah. up for Barcelona. Um, so just playing whatever it was, twenty games at center back, ninety minutes every game, just it helps. The more games you have, the better it is positionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Organizing players or trying to literally teach players tactics that don't speak the language. I mean, that's a whole new thing. Sometimes oh, wow. at halftime, I'm the one on the whiteboard trying to explain things with someone translating. Um, I mean, obviously, didn't think that would happen, but like the coach that's steps aside unreal. and yeah, and yeah. I'm the guy and. Uh, I was on and that's also. and this is the thing though is Mongolia first league. It's a professional league. Yeah, it's a yeah. full time professional league. It's like registered on transfer market. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some things with like refereeing, right? Like if you if you yeah. played in a first tier of a league, and I think that mm-hmm. counts of it. And it's just this is another thing that guys have to understand is like Coach Sean was up at the up at the whiteboard. Yeah, and and exa- and this is and a professional baby. league competing for essentially the uefa europa league qualification spot yeah if you come in first then you can play some exactly you're in a playoff spot for their europa league in asia which is the afc afc cup it's called and i believe if you Um, win that then that's like you can get into the the fifa club world cup right yes exactly so it's i mean they've never gone that far but they uh, one team every year does compete in the playoffs um Mm -hmm. so yeah whatever you want to call it but there is no you know there's no locker rooms mm-hmm. everyone shares the stadium for the most part training pitches are absolutely terrible mm-hmm. um you know you train or you change at the pitch or you just wear your clothes to mm-hmm. training it's mm-hmm. like you're you know 13 year old years old again in your mom's van you just have your clothes on already get to training yeah. and you go Orange home all sweaty. ready um <laughs> there you just get a slab of meat <laughs> <laughs> you just get a slab of meat halftime. There's no orange. Oh man, tough. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, there's, there's, there's so many. There's other. a there's but a yeah, list of these things. I mean, in right. Australia, for I mean, I had a, a few cool perks. So I will say that, like, I sometimes I recommend Australia to people because it's like the experience of it is very cool, and sometimes you do get some things, and then you can work there you know, very mm-hmm. easily. It's very like your first year visa is super easy. So I try and tell people like, that's always an option. It doesn't, you, it doesn't really have so much footing to get into Europe if that's your goal. But if you want to go to Australia and, and try and stay around in that area in Australia, mm-hmm. you can work your way up, you know, get into some of the better cities and stuff. And yeah, there's tons of full-time actually professional like Sydney, you know, the second tier in Sydney, the second tier in Melbourne, pretty much full-time professional from what I've heard and from players that I know. So there are some, but there's some cool things that I got too. Like I got a car, even though this thing was super loud and we called it the lawnmower, it still got a car. So I got to travel around, you know, the entire state of Tasmania, which is Mm -hmm. unreal and just beautiful. Like probably not the same things, but just similar in how you, how you explain, um, you know, the wilderness and stuff in Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Like, it, yeah. you know, it was just exactly. it was just a perk of those things. And yeah, I mean, I tried to focus on on those things. Right. You know, I got a right. house. Um, I still had to pay a little bit for the house, but it was like chump change, man. Like kind of mm-hmm. crazy considering when you look at how much rent is in cities in Europe and stuff like mm-hmm. this. So, I mean, there was there was things like that that were great, but I was also taking ice baths and in you know, garbage cans and buckets and things like this. And, you know, it, it, these are just things that you had to deal with because, right? again, we come from a standard where a lot of things are handed to us in college and U.S. college. And, you know, a lot of guys who come from Germany and go to college in the U.S. say the same thing. It's like, holy shit, like you're playing at a professional club there with the things around it from the facilities mm-hmm. to the physios and things like this. So, it's one thing that guys have to get out of their head is that, you know, we're starting again. Like we're trying to get back to that level of what college provided us. Right. And then the play is the, it's really the playing style is better. Like, you know, right. 
So, yeah, I'm trying to think of some other things. I mean, I know the ice the ice baths. I mean, was, was uh, you you mentioned you mentioned visas. Visas is oh, always yeah. a very tricky, can be stressful situation. Mongolia, People think clubs take care of that for you too. Yeah, you know, Mongolia. Even there, it was it was kind of a nightmare. We had to make okay, a border to to run Russia. twice to Russia. Um, and that's basically a 24 hour. Did day you trip know in that beforehand? No, it wasn't supposed to be like that. But... I mean, imagine that was laid out to you. That's another thing, too, is yeah. that like a lot of things are not talked about. So you have to kind right. of assume the position of, all right, it could be a little worse than this. Right, exactly. Like... And you have to, and you gotta, you have to be very open and flexible because, mm-hmm. like, at that point, there wasn't another option of course. other than leaving. So, of course, yeah. You could have stayed there for three months on a tourist visa and then i would have to leave but scary though i mean that, that is... would never go in the contract like on um <laughs> when was your like when was the break like, yeah it was month? like let's just say it was like you know on july july, july 30th, 20th <laughs> we're going to take to a Russia. 23 hour trip and you're going to sit in the back of a prius squish back there and when we get to the border you're going to hop in a van with 10 other random mongolians you don't know and then we're going to wait for like three or four hours to actually cross the border and get them back while they, you know, check your passport and all that stuff. And then it we're going to make like the premise back. to a, a really bad movie. And I kind of want to get together with my brother and let's make a, like a thriller out of this. Like where it uh, all goes I, wrong. I, mean, I, I documented know? as much as I can because it was too fun. Like we, we picked, up, we picked up some random dude. No joke. Some random dude and brought him back to the city the capital and, and like this yeah we're out here helping this, people too <laughs> exactly dude and I like really... he got shotgun i had to sit in the back with nigel mm-hmm. and it was yeah you know i really want to make whatever. this i really want to make yeah. this movie like kid tries to you know venture out and and yeah pursue his dream of a professional soccer little does yeah. he know he's gonna have to make a border trip all seems well until hey i got those two russian one month visas in my passport to prove it do you <laughs> yeah that's hilarious oh my god yeah yeah previous yeah. sure i'm sure putin loved that oh he loved that he was he was there actually he welcomed us in um, <laughs> i'm sure there's a ton though with mongolia where it was just like yeah there's a you ton. had to swallow it's like swallowing your pride a little bit it's like it brings you back down to earth but then this this is what it is you're owed nothing that's kind yeah, of the general sure. the general premise also yeah. like what we want to talk about today is you you literally aren't anyone now you have worth that doesn't mean you should you know just let people take advantage of you of but there's not. a balance of mm-hmm. understanding like you're nobody and you need to prove mm-hmm. yourself all over again mm-hmm. and even you know we played in the overleague here the fifth tier you got to prove yourself there you get to the next level you still got to prove yourself at this level and, you know, maybe you're not happy with the contract or, you know, players that are making very bad money at the same level we're playing at now. And then you find out that, oh, wait, in the third Bundesliga, there's players getting 200 a month, 200 euros a month. Yeah, we're playing in the third league playing. Yeah. They're not on the bench. They're not a young player. They're an experienced player getting this money because club doesn't have, they say they don't have money. They're probably dishing a lot of money to a few players and everyone else. Yeah, I would say that those those players are few and far between, but there are those stories because it's mostly yeah. youth players. And you actually you'd probably still see a lot of youth players, 19, 20 young players, mm. maybe not getting so much action, but they're in the third Bundesliga making 200 and 250 euros a month. Right. And right. I'm sure I mean, we know of some guys, too, that are making this money. So it's like. They're in FIFA. They're in right. FIFA. Which is like one of my goals. It's like secretly one of my goals. I'll profess. You got to get on FIFA. Like I would just love to play with myself as a thirty-five rating. Yeah. Like <laughs> shooting Ace is at a sixteen. Yeah, shooting is at a four. It just went up to a five after my goal on the weekend. So we're, we're yeah. looking strong. But I, yeah. yeah, I mean, these guys are in FIFA and they're making two hundred euros a month. 250 euros a month i mean still even if you're in the bundesliga you're making 750 euros a month that's like that's kind of crazy 
to be at that right. level because the right. level of the third Bundesliga, I mean, you could get into debates about playing style and sometimes they say it's a bit direct and, and you mm-hmm. know, kind of not hectic or, but, you know, just very, very fast paced, yeah. yeah, fast paced, but still these third Bundesliga teams would, I mean, I don't know the ratings. I would love to see like ratings of where the Bundesliga and like the USL is or where the like mm-hmm. the third Bundesliga and, you know, like the second or the third tier of England and things like this. I would mm-hmm. love to see mm-hmm. a map like that. But yeah. I'm just saying the third Bundesliga, if you have that on your resume, like we said before, you can, you have a you lot can of get pull. to a lot of places. Yeah. You have a lot of yeah. pull and you can get into a lot of first tiers. Right. In some right. some of the lower countries in right in Europe, you know it. It's and good as, to have as, on your CV. Right, and as much as, as much as I don't know if we spoke about this last episode about the kid that's on Werder Bremen shortlist, did we? No, we haven't. No, but I haven't. think this is this is an important point. There's a kid in our league, mm-hmm. in our league, in our region. So in the eleven teams in our little uh, section of the league. This player played for the second team, so in the Oberliga, for multiple seasons. Mm-hmm. Never had a sniff at the first. Scored some goals and assists every season. New coach comes in to the first team, finds himself onto the first team. Now he's got eight or nine goals in the Riga Liga, and he's on the short list for Werner Bremen. So, like, as as tough some situations are it also can turn really really quickly oh he's only sure. played nine games mm-hmm. so basically nine games of 90 minutes i think he's played every minute and now he's on the short list for a huge they're in the second league at the moment but this a is huge the thing. team this is the thing about europe though and, and he's 29 the, he's not this young is one of the some of the reasons why i say if you don't really have a name i think trying in Europe gives you the biggest chance of having the highest ceiling. Like, of course we've heard the Jamie Vardy story, but that's Mm -hmm. still a little bit unbelievable because like he's in the premier league. Right. But like someone who is literally in our league killing it is on the short list. How old is he again? What did you say? 29. Exactly. 29. Like he's older and and that, that shelf life kind of goes. And they're still interested. And, that also means that <clears throat> Werder Bremen is at every single game videoing it. Great for all of which us. Which means he's there. He could see us as well. He's exactly. not there for us, but mm-hmm. he's, he's no, recording never. the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not never. Particularly but for not that player. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's there. And it's mm-hmm. it can happen so quickly. Yeah, you the jump one is game. much quicker. So, and and you scored against, you scored against Viking. That's I his did. team. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, that's how that's how quickly these things, as as tough and difficult some of them can be, it can also change so quickly, one direction yeah. or the other. Yeah, you could true. also be in the second league and you fall out of out of out of favor in the team, and then you can't get a contract next year. You can't get a contract mm-hmm. in the second or the third. Mm-hmm. That can also happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is these are points that I think it's important for people to hear. And understand oh, going into this that sometimes but it can me, be tough, but sometimes it could be amazing. In in the U.S., say a similar thing happens where a guy was playing MPSL or something USL, and then he makes the jump into, let's say, NISA mm-hmm. or USL League, or was it USL? It's USL Championship, then USL League One, right? I think USL, yeah, USL League One is, they're technically NISA and USL League One are on the same tier, but I think USL League One is more professional and a better standard. Mm-hmm. So even let's say he goes to USL League One, let's say he bags those goals. Like, or let's say, let's say NISA because it's a little different in the US. He bags those goals in NISA. Is he getting looked at by a USL team? Is he getting looked at by, you know? Right. An MLS team? No. Not sure. I mean, Werder Bremen is not Bundesliga 1 anymore, but they still have the capacity as a team to get back to the Bundesliga. I mean, they were in the Bundesliga for, what, 30 years or something like this. They've been an historic club. So 
it's it's this is one of the reasons again i say if you don't have a name and i don't know you're you're open to the experience and you can, can stomach something like this get out to europe i i truly believe that you 100%, 100%. know and if but if you if you like it there you know do your thing but this is yeah. this is yeah for people like sean and i this is what's worked and we still have these opportunities to climb even higher if we produce. So, yeah, we've started out in the Oberliga. And, you know, Sean, if you want to talk about more at all, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so one of the one of the clubs we were on. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty well known at this. Maybe point, go back but... and bleep out the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So yeah, there was a there was a very big cup game uh, that we were playing in, and uh, things were just not going great at the club. Players weren't getting paid. Um, yeah, there was just a lot of things going wrong, and players were very very unhappy with uh, the way things were being run and with the president. And before a huge cup game, as a team, we decided to basically give an ultimatum to the president. Mm. Um, <laughs> Before the cup game, this is, we're supposed to be at this point, when we're supposed to go out and warm up, we brought him into the locker room. We, as a team, we brought him into the locker room and shut the door and didn't go out to warm up. And basically the players uh, listed out all the things that need to be fixed or else that we're not playing this game. Now, mind you, it's a pretty big game. So there's a decent amount of fans. So oh, yeah, you're playing against a team higher in leagues or right, whatever. So right, yeah. right. So if we don't go out to this game, there's going to be a lot of questions. Of course, there's journalists there and all that. Oh, um, that's bad for us. That's bad. So for us. yeah. Um, so any, I mean, anyway, we wind up uh, sorting it out and we go out and warm up and and so on and so forth. But either way, this is happening before a huge cup game. Now, you know, everyone in their perfect world wants to be ready, trying to get focused, you know, visualizing whatever you do before a game. And here we are <laughs> pinning a president in the locker room, giving him an ultimatum. Um, and yeah, this is, this is, this is happening in the fifth league in Germany. And this is not uncommon, maybe not this yeah. specific situation, but mm -hmm. there's many worse stories I've heard uh, in situations like this going on yeah. at, at even a higher level. I played at a club too. I, I wouldn't say, I mean, it was a nice club and I, I would say like, I mean, it's just the realities of the league that we were in. It's just we'd go change in one place, and that's where our home field was, and it was a grass field, which I never got to play on, actually. And then, um, you know, the turf field that we would train on, which is one of these classic Hamburg – I don't know how it is in the rest of Germany because I haven't been around but or haven't played around, but mm. – it's like this field hockey type turf, you know, that just right. kills you, kills your knees and your ankles and your back. And I hate wearing turf shoes, but you have to wear turf shoes on them because otherwise your Achilles and your calves the next days are just like terrible. So anyway, though, we'd have to change in one room and then literally run a mile to the training field. And like everyone would play it like they played it off as this was like a warm up. But like, no, it was just because the field is that far away from the changing rooms and it's February in Hamburg. So it's it's super freaking cold and it's raining and then you get to it and, you know, you're playing on this field. And uh, these are just the realities that people have to do because, you know, I never got to play the position that I thought I could play at. So there was that struggle of it, and I'd have to play out on the wing, which, you know, I played in college, but I played differently. It was mm -hmm. more like, I'm not going to compare myself to Coutinho, but it was more like if Coutinho was playing out on the wing. Right. You know, he's he's coming in to kind of mm -hmm. be a third or fourth midfielder and create that, right. and you get the wing backs getting the width. Because that was, that's more of my game. And it, I think in college, they did that to give me a little bit more space or something like that, mm -hmm. you know? So that was just one reality of it is that I'm playing out of position, trying to win favor of a coach. And, you know, I didn't start every game. And, you know, sometimes I'm coming off the bench and having to prove myself. But this what this was, you know, what I had to do. There was nothing else right. at the time. You know, I could go back and play in the U.S. 
but I didn't have a name there yet either. So it was the realities of it. It was like, okay, this is my situation. You know, the first team, I'm barely getting anything. I'm getting pizza money and shit like this. Second time, everything's a little bit better, but the professional scenario around it is just not what I think I, you know, can play at. So the mental strain of that can be a little bit wearing, but this is what I had to do because I need to build myself up, get better as a player in Germany, and then continue on. And even at the second team, I was playing as a winger too. I played as as a right wing back in one of the games because we literally had an injury the the day before. And I mean, I guess I could take it as a compliment too, was just some things that I've learned over the years was just, you know, a little bit utility, how to play in positions. Right. I mean, right. to talk about, I mean, I asked you in Mongolia and to just kind of ask myself in Australia, the main thing that I got better at was being a box to box midfielder. So that kind right. of set the stage of like creating the position that is best for me, I think. Mm -hmm. And I had to kind of be more of like a six and an eight and a 10 in Australia to just literally run myself and be everywhere to get better defensively. So yeah, there was things in Australia that were super unprofessional and that's not what I expected when I posted that thing of me signing a contract or, you know, telling everyone that I made it because this was just the hype of it. It was sounded cool coming out of college, but you know, these things helped me. I got video. I got goals. I got better as a, as a midfielder. I went and to Sweden and was playing winger a bit in the first half of the season, but just got goals, got good footage of goals showing that I can finish. And regardless of the level it was, maybe it looked a little slower, but I was getting this, this footage and I was getting better in 1v1 situations and getting my shot up. And then the next year I was playing as a 10. And so I was kind of getting better again at finding space in between the lines and pressing. That was one of the times where my pressing got better. And I just learned a little bit more each time and each time. And that's just one of the things that people have to have to deal with. You know, we, right. again, we've, we've gotten hit it up about, you know, the Oberliga and the Oberliga in Hamburg. And we have to be straight up with guys like you're not going to get housing here because you live in a city. No one's going to provide that. The clubs just don't provide that here. If you right. live out somewhere outside of the city, yeah, then there's those opportunities. But this is the one thing that you have to get straight is like, I'm going to have to find all this shit on my own. I'm going to have to take care of this visa on my own. I mean, you can ask guys like us, anyone who's going to Germany ever, reach out to us and mm-hmm. hopefully we can help you guys just point you in the right direction at the very least. Mm-hmm. But there are certain things everyone has to understand when you're when you're going up the pyramid. And yeah. Some of it's dirty. Some of it's very funny to laugh about years later. And some of it actually doesn't look like a blessing, but it's a blessing in disguise and can truly, truly help you form as a player. And then even more importantly, the mental side of it, just knowing that I came and did this, some things still come up in these leagues, you know, and I'm sure like guys getting 250 in the Bundesliga. Sean and I, if you told us, we get a, a Bundesliga three contract tomorrow and we get paid 250, we'd sign on the dot because that's just the ambition right. of it. It's like, we've played for nothing. So right. our ambition isn't the money. We, we right. and it never want was it because you need it to survive and do things and travel and all this and set up for the future. Yeah. 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 But the goal is still to play at the highest level. So if you're, right. if we're getting that contract, I go through it again. I'd be humbled right. again. This is what it is. It's a series of getting humbled, getting a shot. Okay, this is even cooler, getting humbled Mm -hmm. again. You know what it is? And you just got to ride the waves out. And I think that's what Sean and I are doing. And I encourage everyone to try and approach it in a similar way. Yeah. Wow, Dill. Brilliant monologue there. That was absolute (laughs) mic drop. Sometimes it just comes. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't know how long it was going there. but sometimes It's about this time in the pod where, you know, the the – the espresso hits hard. Yeah. Um, 30 minutes after. But yeah, exactly. And, and just coming back to your point, like you said, you learned how to be a box-to-box midfielder in Australia. But then you kind of didn't play that position for a while. Yeah, for like two years. And then you wind up on the team you're at now where that's what you're playing. 
mm-hmm. but you're a much better version of yourself now than you were back then. And you're now you're ready for the opportunity when it came yeah. at the highest level you've played at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're, you know, performing probably the best uh, you've ever played. So like you said, sometimes you don't see it at first, you know, at, you know, the fifth league, you weren't always playing in the position or you weren't even playing you were on the bench. It seems like, how is this possible? And then, then here you are on a good team at a good level playing really well in your best position and you're ready mm-hmm. for it. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of taking everything with a grain of salt and knowing that sometime in the future, it's going to pay off. Yeah. And don't, I mean, again, we say like it's a game of opinions and it truly is that because, yeah. you know, if you ask those coaches that we've had in the past, if we'd be at this level performing, playing, right. say no. I mean, they'd, um, some people would laugh. And so, yeah. You know, when Sean first got here, he wasn't playing much. You know, when I first got here, I was playing out of position and then was benched. And these are the things you have to ride out because you can't let them affect you as a player and think, oh, I'm not playing at this level. I'll never play at that level. Right. Because it just doesn't work like that. Like a guy's playing in the sixth league, goes and plays in the fourth league and is getting scouted in the second league. Like this is the realities of it. At least I know more about it here in Germany mm-hmm. and in Europe. This is the realities yeah. of it: is you're as good as your last performance, and the next one you never know who's going to be watching. So you have exactly. to think of those things, and when you get your chance, you just have to prove it, and just truly take each opportunity as an opportunity to get better, get film, meet people, make connections, you know. And exactly, we're not saying like go in and sell yourself short. Like, obviously, like Sean said, you got to know your worth. Don't let people just kick you around. But you have to look at it as like you're betting on yourself for the future for it to pay off later. So you have to take a contract that's a little lower at first. You know, so be it. Find other ways to make money like we did. Find other ways to stick it out until you reach levels that you truly think you belong at. And then at that point, set yourself, you know, your sights again on something higher because it'll just help you to push to be a better person. Right. This is kind of what Sean and I are doing in a nutshell, I think. Yeah, and I mean, I can't even believe we didn't speak about this. I totally forgot about it. But like when I first made the jump to the Regional Liga, I uh, was taking a train two and a half hours one direction because I knew that it was going to be an investment to set me up better for the seasons to come. But mm-hmm. at least I would just get into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there's some other things I'm not going to mention. But either way, it was <laughs> it was an investment in myself, and that's how I saw it. Oh, and it always is. Mm-hmm. It 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 you know, it wasn't glorious. And if I told anyone back in the U.S., they'd think I'm crazy for doing that. But yeah, I felt it was the right move, and to this day, it seems like it was the right move. So yeah, yeah, and it's I mean it's and it's it's, okay. it's a constant. And it's okay to be honest with people about like, I mean, I, again, I know we live in that era where it's, we really only see the highs and we see people bragging and we see Dylan with his signed contract at the dining room table. That's like, I mean, it's just, it's too extra. It's kind of cringe when I think about it, but also I laugh about it because the same thing with Mongolia. I mean, this is, this is the realities of it. And if you do that, I'm not hating on you at all. I did the same things, but I think it's, I mean, it's important to kind of be honest with yourself. And then if you don't want to be honest with the whole world and on social media, that's totally fine too. honest with the people around you or the people that you're like, I mean, the people that we're giving advice to, you know, that's why we don't want to, we don't want you guys to just think like, you know, there's just this straight path. And if you follow us and listen to our podcasts, you're going to make it. It's just like the realities of this, this is what comes with it. So it's not so glorious. And yeah, I mean, I kind of in our eyes, it's totally worth it. Oh, totally worth it. Because of the things that we've learned. And we we talk about this and I don't mean to, you know, beat it down too much, but it was nice to be to have an honest ass episode. And I think that should take over the title as not so glorious. I think so. And I like it. Honest ass episode. Do you think that's going to get shut down no no it's footwork we make our own path um just a funny thought in my head you know the picture because i took the same dining room table on my mongolia contract i don't I've know if i posted a lot of it, people but i have a picture pictures. 
but just imagine like <laughs> this is an exercise of like replace that paper and you write down all the all the shit you had to deal with <laughs> only put that on the paper and then change it with you smiling like <laughs> i'm gonna deal with yeah cold water i want to deal with this i want to deal with bricks and you're sitting there smiling like understand Sean. everything you see on social media and what people post is not always as glorious as it is I and think if you this just is... think of it as a funny way i think that is hilarious <laughs> and i think this might be an exercise sean i think this is one of the do. best ideas you've had in a long time and i think we should do this and after we let this episode sit for a few days let's put this put two pictures out just yes. writing down some things general things. we won't mention teams or where it was but just some general things and we'll make fun of ourselves and yeah. we'll just post the realities of it because I agree, you know, it's not all sunshines and rainbows and this is an honest ass episode and we're going to give an yeah. honest ass social media post on footwork this week. I have, I have an exact, I'm not going to say it, but yeah, we're going to put it out this That's week. That's funny. So I like stay that. Tuned. I really like that. It's going to be a funny post. I think it's just goes with the episode. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Think, actually, uh, let's, that's fun. Let's, let's, let's that's end fun. it there. Let's, uh, that's let's end it there. All right, man. So then, uh, yeah, until next time. Oh, wait, <laughs> no, before we do that, okay, just stay tuned. Oh. Stay tuned. We mentioned in the beginning of the episode, but keep plugging the pod. There are yeah. big things coming soon. Yeah, uh, they really are coming soon. It's not just yep. an idea anymore, they've been mm -hmm. put into action. Yep. Um, and keep on plugging and passing. Yeah, please. As you know, always. Everywhere. Please like, subscribe, YouTube, all that stuff helps us. Leave a review. Just keep on plugging, keep on passing. And, you know, we're growing every day and it's nice. Yeah. And we're reaching new audiences and new countries. And, you know, we're trying to come up with new things, new guests. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah. So until next time. Keep moving forward. Keep learning. And make your own path. Footwork is sponsored by ourselves. Also, Kung Fitness and Merchant Designs, baby. Follow us on Instagram at footwork underscore podcast. Twitter is at footwork podcast. YouTube and Facebook, just check out footwork podcast. Search it. Email us if you need anything, any questions at footworkpodcast at gmail.com. And remember, plug, plug, pass. Tell your parents, Amazon delivery guy, mailman, I don't know who, just tell them. Like, subscribe, review, all of it helps. Danke.